Good morning, traders and investors. Welcome back to Pre-Market Prep. I'm excited to start another big week. Of course, we'll be talking a little bit about the auto manufacturing squeeze continuing. I know you guys probably saw the lucid dreamers out there definitely talking. Rivian even moving right now. We'll get into some of those stocks. We'll talk about some earnings. We got SoFi, GE Healthcare, Baidu mentioning, of course, chat gpt we'll talk a look we'll take a look at that stock and of course the other china stocks actions right now seems like some of them are taking a hit and of course big earnings week on the radar of course we got some big boys going to be reporting we got google this week general motors we got apple alphabet amazon ford starbucks qualcomm we got ups mcdonald's there's so much on the radar and of course Wednesday, FOMC meeting, 25 basis points. Seems like that's what the CME Fed tool is pointing to. We're down overnight. Let's find out from Joel what happened. And of course, let's take a look into the markets. It's time to rise and shine, team. Let's get this likes buttons up. I want a new record today. Let's go. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I'm bidding a penny. I'd buy that stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, traders. Uh, welcome to a red morning. S&P futures are down 37 and a half handles at 4046.75. Buck in the red, not by much, 8.6 cents, 101.63 and a half. And bonds down a half a point, 129.22.30 seconds. Crude in the red, trying to hold 80, but it can't, down 22 cents at 79.46. Gold down 420, 1941.40. Silver going the opposite way. That's up 15.8 cents at 23.78. And Bitcoin down $70 at 23. Uh -oh. I don't know what happened there. We lost. Well, I think gold. he bumped the mute button. He probably toggled the mute button. Not even the mute mute button either. I don't see mute button hit. He's there. muted though. I can see it. There he is. You got me now. Yeah, there we you gotcha. go. I don't know what happened there, Maybe but guess his what? Keyboard mute button or something. We're in. We're in, team. Joel, top. We can Did you hear the, the week. You're gonna hit the mute button, right? Did you hear the futures? Uh, I heard. I think up to the last little like two it's all good. So we heard everything. Futures are down. Yeah. China's down. What else? China's do down. Show over. China's Show fault. Over. It's China's fault once yeah, again. Yeah, just blame it on China, right? We're blaming China for the sell-off. This is China's fault. If it wasn't for China, we'd be way up right now. All China's fault. <laughs> FXI down 3%. There you go. That's all you need to know. It's China's fault. Yeah, and Mike Wilson, you know, sees the futures down, and he says, oh, well, this, this would be a good time to say not to chase the rally. Isn't and, Mike uh, Wilson been bearish the whole time, though? Uh, he's he, I don't know. He's, they all flip around. <laughs> Not as much as we flip around. But oh, no, we flip around more for sure. So, yeah. yeah, I'm the I'm the king flipper for sure. So I've got to clean my glasses off, trying to see the screen here. Yeah. So what's going on? How was the weekend? Talk to me. 
Well, um, I can say uh, fly, Eagles, fly. <laughs> that was the weekend, baby. Eagles going to take it. I said it early on. Eagles going to take walk. it. That was a cakewalk today, uh, last night, the quarterback issues and everything else. So looks like and they're the two-point favorite, I think they said. Is that it? I'd bet on the Eagles. Man. Eagles got this. Yeah, they, they counted them pretty out. happy here today for sure. They counted them out at the beginning of the playoffs the same way they counted out the Rams last year. Well, there you got it. Don't count out the teams that are the best teams in the regular season. Yeah, Simple as yeah. that. I think the Eagles got it too. But All right, let's keep going. Let's get to the market action. I did catch Well, we in- had some championship over the weekend. No, oh, we yes, win. yes. We can't forget oh, yeah. the championship. My weekend was full of hockey. That was the most hockey I think I've seen. I was driving on snowy roads to get them to these games because we had like a blizzard Sunday morning. And I had to, well, it's uh, semifinals. We got to go. So <laughs> whole team's driving through a blizzard to get to the semifinals. So yes, yes, yes. My son, Spencer. Yeah champion here over the weekend they won the tournament so if you want to show the picture go ahead there Mitch. I, got you, of course. I tweeted it out there so congratulations to the team big win champions of yeah, the world big win. there they are there they are that was the Spencer. hockey it's the hockey weekend there they are is this is this right here. here spencer is right he's the on the left hand side all yeah. right the just front? above the dog yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right you guys here. would know him. He snuck on the show a couple times. You guys would know. Yeah. Him. Ah, there he is. There he is. Yeah. It was. It was a fun tournament. What couple number close did he games. win? The semifinals were pretty close. It was three-two in the third, and then the finals. We ended up winning six-two in the finals, but it was it was closer than it felt. Like it was four-two in the third at one point in time. So it was good. Good tournament. A lot of fun. What about the season? I never won anything like that when I was a kid. So, really? You know, never. Oh, no. I was you of you didn't throw the hat onto the. I was the most, uh, most unathletic kid that is that. Really? Was, I think. Oh, oh yeah. I was never an athlete. Man. Not um, this guy. A plus in math. Not that great in gym. What couldn't, a, couldn't, couldn't, couldn't throw a ball. It's a whole thing. Is this know. is this plus minus plus minus ratio better than Connor McDavid? I, I think so, actually. Yeah, plus yeah. minus ratio would have been pretty good. <laughs> it got helped out in that one game we won eighteen to three. But you know, Hockey Canada. <laughs> here's this thing for you: Hockey Canada only allows you to score ten goals max. So we got to the ten goal max, and then they don't then count they, them after that. They start handing out tro- uh, they, the, they don't count the, the game after that. So the one game we won eighteen to three. Well, but, you're still counting. But they only gave us a ten to three victory. So I guess. <laughs> I don't know how that works. Yeah, the All one, right, the one team see. though, that was a pretty tough team. So I think it was coming from somebody said it was coming from a small town that didn't have a lot of people, and I think they had probably some younger kids with some small kids even on the team. So they're trying to put a team together. So that that uh, that team wasn't tough for sure. But anyway, let's move on. Shout Stop. out to the Bulldogs. Let's get to the action. Tesla right. last week, incredible movement. We had meme stocks taking off, Lucid getting taken over. We thought. At least the who, market thought on Friday. Who, Unbelievable who said, trading. Who action. said that Lucid and these auto manufacturers could squeeze? Who? Who Was gave you that information? Mitch? Of course, guys. Job, come on. Buddy. The guy that calls it short has to call it long, right? There Eventually, you go. right? You got to be able to flip, right? Dennis That's talks about it all the time, is, right? Is flipping at the right time. You got to flip. flip at the right time. Got to flip it. I was one day early, though. I pulled the dentist, too. So I I was one day early. early. We started seeing Tesla run. So a little part of me was like, well, if Tesla's going to get this big of a run, could the other EVs get in favor? 
And we quickly saw that on Friday, uh, they just jumped on it and were pretty much jumping on all auto manufacturers. Yeah. You can see it in uh, even Ride was getting a move up. Like everything was moving up. Yeah. Everything in auto. Fisker. Look at Fisker. That Fisker even got a lift. Off. Another one that I mentioned that got the lift. And what I liked about the Fisker move is if you look, Lucid led. And it even gave you about five minutes to like catch up to like Fisker's action. And then Fisker took off. I was watching this live on Stock Market Movers, and I was just thinking, relationships, relationship. Let's just work there down. Mm -hmm. Let's just work down and see it react, see it react. And it yep. definitely did. There is money made in just understanding all those relationships. And you see Lucid take off on a rumor, you know it's going to be good for all the other ones there. I'm still long Rivian. People are asking me. I, I might sell today. I probably should have sold it on Friday. Um, I did not. I probably should have. It probably topped out at the 2144 on the Lucid rumors here. I mean, but it's broken through the 20 now. So we'll see what happens with Lucid. Lucid's the leader here of all these things, at least right now. Tesla's the overall leader, though. And Tesla has now went green. I don't know what they were doing this morning, knocking Tesla down three bucks. I actually went long Tesla. I believe at 175 and change this morning. <laughs> um, for the simple reason, it's upgraded today. I'm like, one, it's upgraded. Two, the stock is in ridiculous favor right now. So if you want to knock three points off Tesla, I'll buy it. I've sold it already. I just sold it when uh, just before I started the show because I wanted to quit, uh, freely talk about it. Plus, it's come all the way back up. And I'm like, okay, well, now it's come back up. I just had, think I had no business being down three or four points this morning on an upgrade. So especially when the stock is in that much favor. It wasn't at Berenberg, maybe. It wasn't a big gun, but they no. upgraded it late to the party. Holy man. Can you but. can you save like uh like the smallest tranche of the Rivian uh for me to, to help you get out of? So you want me to sell a piece and then keep a piece for Joel? Yep. Yeah, the Joel piece. I already yeah. sold a piece. piece though, so that's a problem. Okay. Yeah, right. I sold a piece too soon because I kept getting sick of waiting for it. So um yeah it you was wanna, you it was a it? teaser joel it controls a... it joel controls it i'm not going to do anything more with rivian until joel says okay here's your level do you have a level for me want me to put uh, an order out there oh well, i'm not gonna I, I'm, I'm not gonna try and I do feel it like i should sell today but i'm gonna leave okay. this trade with you no i I, 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 I wouldn't i wouldn't want to try and sell it on the upside i would try and i would try and i would rather Instead of trying to pick a level like 21 or just 20. keep running and then when you think it's going to break, then yeah, or it has a bad day, then you sell it into the into the bad day type yeah. deal. Yeah. Where, where, where? So you're not thinking a level or anything right now. No, no, don't don't mean... forget about it, though, because you know what? I'll forget about <laughs> it now that I've given you permission on when to call my exit on this trade. And I don't mind that because I'm always very good on the entries and I've never been great on the exits. I always get out too early. So maybe this is our this is what we should be doing. I should be getting the entries. Joel should be giving us the exits, and maybe we'd maximize these trades. Because I always get out too early. Always. I mean, you wouldn't want to be down here right now, but I mean, they're super extra major support at eighteen. That's yeah, going to lose money if it goes down okay. to eighteen, though. Yeah, well, it could go. Well, from... no, I'm in at sixteen. I think I'm at sixteen fifty. But I don't want to give it all the way back down to 18. Not but really. But that's just I get, the way these you're saying I should. I got to give it to 18. I just don't think I'm going to be able Raise to. Raise my stop up to 18. Yeah. Trail. I make a buck. You got to trail it. Buck buck yeah. 30 or something or buck yeah. 50 if it's not 18. 
Okay, yeah. Joel's in control. Chat, remind me of this when I get all giddy. You know, it takes off. That Joel's <laughs> in control of the exit on this trade. I've never done this. It's this gonna before. be fun. Give this control, but fun, if I was gonna right? give control to anybody yeah. on a trade, it would be Joel. I have to send yeah. you my password later. You can log no, in. No, no password. No, 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 no. Send me I'm the text. Like, it's a sell, then a sell. It is Pull not so much on this stock or, or what's going on. I've just seen you make some some really good moves in stocks. And, you know, like stick it out and say, oh, you know, I'm throwing up in my mouth with this one, you know, and and, I'm and they got mouth with a lot of these crappy stocks that I still have right now. And I have don't kid you. I have a few other little crappy ones that I haven't mentioned on this show because I'm too small to mention. But I got some <laughs> of these little small crappy ones in there, too. And I kind of vomit in my mouth having these things in there, too. But they're Nicola. actually doing pretty well. Yeah, I'm not going to say what I have, but I have some crappy little stocks. <laughs> I don't mention I don't mention anything small for the simple reason is that I don't want to say I like again, yeah, it's too about small. There's no need. Too small. There's we no don't need. want to talk about it. We're in it. Do so they have if, earnings? If it's Apple, at all? I'll tell you for a minute. It's Disney. I'll tell you that in a minute. When they're okay. really small like that, I don't want to tell you that in a minute. What um? What Does about Rivian? uh? Yeah. When when's Rivian's um? Do they have earnings or anything coming out? Because that's another thing. I'm looking. I'm looking. Yeah, I don't um, want to hold it through earnings. I have at the end of. <laughs> Maybe I, do. I have at the end of February on the 28th. So you're, you're still like a month out. Okay. Well, lots of time. So Joel's controlling the Rivian. Let's move on. But what we have seen to Money Mitch's point is a ridiculous dash for trash the entire month. Yeah. Um, there, was this, uh, there was a Stephanie Link tweeted out a nice statistic. I don't have it in front of me. I should go grab it here. I should be more prepared. But you know how I prepare for the show. Maybe not as much as I should sometimes. But if you look, let's go. Tesla. Uh, Stephanie Link uh, tweeting out, uh, not Tesla. There are, she says, there are 26 names in the Russell 1000 with short interest greater than 20% of the float. On average, those names are up 30% year to date. So you can see this has been a serious squeeze in January, a serious squeeze. They went after the short interest, the high short interest stuff is stuff mm -hmm. that's performing. They went after the Kathy stocks to buy those. That's what they want right now. When it turns is the question. This has been a prolonged January effect because usually January effect is a few weeks. This has yep. been a long one. I guess, you know, we're only four weeks into it, but I feel like it's been such a pronounced move. You know, Tesla up 60% from the lows or 70% from the lows. Um, some of these other stocks, you know, just taking off. ARKK, you know, it's basically straight up in a straight line from 30 to 40. That's a 33% move in ARKK, who's full of all the trash. It's been a dash for trash. How it ends usually is not good, but I don't know. You can't argue with it right now. These stocks are still going. So I, you know, for me personally, I think it's time to ring the register in some of this stuff, but we're letting Joel control the Rivian. I have a few other of these smaller names here that I'm kind of clinging on to, but short leash now because some of these things have really went. They definitely have. Let's keep going. Let's get into some other conversations. Let's go to our earnings reports now. Let's get to SoFi Technology here with the Q4 EPS loss of five cents beat the loss of nine cent estimate. Sales of 443 million beat the 425.88 million estimate. Uh, SoFi Technology sees Q1 fiscal year adjusted net revenues from 430 million to 440 million. Uh, see net revenues at $1.925 billion to $2 billion and expect quarterly profitability by Q4 2023. 
it's a stock they want right now. It's a stock that has obviously been just murdered here. We look at the all-time high, way up at $24. Now you're at 6 bucks. I think that's the all-time high. 25 was even higher than that. 20, 25 basically. So it's been straight down. It's the kind of stock that is performing in January. The earnings report, talking about profitability and all that is good. So I'm not surprised it's trading higher. I'm actually surprised it's not trading even higher, but the market's probably holding it back to a certain extent. I wouldn't short it. You can't be short these names right now. These names are all just, there's too much short short interest already in some of these names. And the, the moves have just been so wicked, you know, on the long side on some of these beaten down names. You can't short these names, not in my opinion. Uh, you did get a nice pop over uh, 670. Uh, there was a daily high at 665. So you can use that. Just as a you know, just a minor resistance point if they really wanted to get rocking and rolling. I think if I was looking at this stock today, I'd rather try and get long if it you know it got a dip near the top of yesterday's range, right? All those uh, all those tops at six, uh, six oh four, just under six. So I call that better support than trying to uh, nab the resistance on this one. Um, as always. The longer it takes to get through that pre-market high, right? The more it just kind of hangs out, hangs out, hangs out, and then doesn't take out the pre-market high. I think you got a better chance at maybe catching it in the lower $6 handle. All right, we'll keep moving. We'll go to GE Healthcare as their adjusted Q4 EPS at $1.31 down from $1.36. Sales at $4.94 billion, up from $4.59 billion year over year. They did reaffirm full year 23 adjusted EPS guidance of $3.60 to $3.75. It's done really well since it spun off from GE. So I'd be looking for a pullback in this one. I, at least for an opportunity, I'm not buying it up here. Yeah, I think a pullback, I think it's an interesting play too. I'm just not a big fan of investing in anything GE for the simple reason is that I've got a bad taste left in my mouth from how bad GE was for so many years. <laughs> so I know it's healthcare. It's a completely different company now. They've spun it off, but I've just never been a fan of investing in GE now. So GE Healthcare, I'm probably not going to go in it either. But with that being said, they make a little bit of money. They're doing pretty good. Um, stock has been great since it spun off from GE basically sitting up near all-time high so I wouldn't be surprised if I did that I'd say 68 would be the level I you know we're trading only down a bucket six uh 68 98 uh pair not exactly on 68 but the surrounding 68 from the last two sessions so if I was lying the stock I wouldn't get too worried about it until you get a breach of 68. Uh, coming back on the upside, uh, you did not make a new all-time high um, on Friday, but uh, you made a double top. So there's your resistance, uh, 70.51, 70.63 if it gets back up there. Uh, and even though you failed to make a new all-time high, you did make a new all-time closing high at 70.08. So if you want to wiggle out today after the report, after a major run here in 2023, I'd be focusing on the $70 area, 70.08 Friday's close. All right, let's go to Baidu here as they're talking about China's largest search engine plans to launch an AI-powered service similar to OpenAI Chat's GPT. Of course. Uh, this was reported by Bloomberg, citing a person familiar with the matter. And we know our sexy word of the year. It's AI or any mention of chat. 
GPT. I mean, Baidu always does this. They are all over the buzzwords. They did it back. They were getting into the blockchain. And they were getting into EV. Always at the most opportune times. And you never hear anything about those businesses now. But they always seem to throw out some type of press release or some types of, of rumor when the thing is really, really hot. We've said it before. I've been saying chat GPT, you mentioned that at all. And the stocks explode. And Baidu is always all over this. BuzzFeed, we saw it last week. BZFD blasting off from a dollar to $4 because they mentioned chat GPT. So Baidu's taking notes saying, oh, maybe we should mention Pat chat GPT. And that's what's been done here, at least in the rumor mill here. So um, <clears throat> China's all down. Not surprising that Baidu's up because the algos are all over. Anything to do with AI and chat GPT right now. Could we say chat GPT? Um do the pre-market prep show for us today. Try that. Can you get up the app? I, I don't have it. Do you have I the app, Mitch? What's ChatGPT say about pre-market prep? That's that's a good that's a good test. I like that idea. Live on the Why, show. Do you have it, Mitch? You, you trying to do it while I'm doing it, man? <laughs> He's getting it. He's gonna get chat. Do you have the? the I don't trying, have the app. I'm the trying. I'm trying to log in right now. Okay, we're gonna get this in. We got to see what's actually. Actually, Mark says ChatGPT called both games yesterday. Maybe ChatGPT is just going to run the world. This well, is the this Terminators, is the right? Skynet here. ChatGPT. Oh, it's at capacity world. right now. I can't do it. Sorry. It's at capacity. Well, too many people are using it? Too many people are using it, man. Are you kidding me? Get some servers. Who's running this ChatGPT? You see, Full this is what happened. Right I tried. I tried, team. It. I tried. Look, I ain't lying. ChatGP. What's at going capacity on? Right now. This I tried, was, team. I, want, I tried. Just, Joel finally had a really good idea here. We're going to see what it said about pre-market prep. And then we can ask what Dennis Dick is thinking. You know, <laughs> and it would just tell me what I'm thinking. I was like, I wouldn't have to think anymore. That would be pretty cool. Chat GPT. Gotta love it. <laughs> Next. Sorry about that. Uh, just Baidu, you did get a pop over 143. So I would make sure if you're trading Baidu for the long side, you're a buck and a half away from that. 143.50, pre-market high, rest of China week. Uh, do we have anything on the dailies there? No, nothing on the dailies. Uh, next, well, not, yeah, uh, 145.91 if you're looking for more. But first things first, need to take out that pre-market high of 43.50. You don't need chat GEP. I called both games yesterday. Human, baby. Did you? Come on, man. Well, the Eagles game with the I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good when it comes to like this time a year. Because there's always a team that just get counted out, man. You can't count out teams. The best team right now. It's over. The Eagles got this team. Yeah, I think so. I think it's over too. I'm, I'm All right, let's it. keep going. We'll get to the next one. This one's going to be interesting. I want to hear what Joel has to say about this one. Goldman Sachs trying to sack on Coles today. Uh, Goldman Picking Sachs all my stocks again. coverage Goldman. on Col on Coles with a sell rating oh. and announcing a price target of $27. Oh. So if you guys see why KSS is down, well, there you guys see it. Goldman Sachs coming in. Goldman Sachs always picking on me. They're picking on me here. My old broker. But They um, asked me, what, what's Dennis in? I got is that what they do? Coles. He talks about Coles. <laughs> I think Dennis and Coles. We better downgrade that to sell. I'm still on Kohl's. It's been terrible. I don't even know my cost basis and that. It's like in the 40s. It's horrible. I, was, I bought it when I thought I was going to take it over. It didn't. That's uh, there, there you go. And then I was like, oh, it's a value play. I need to make excuses to hold the loser. Should have sold it last year, taken the loss, moved on. But 
Did not. It's had a nice run. 124 to Very 22. nice run. I'm still long it. It's stocks like this that are in favor right now, though, so I don't know. I still think, like, eventually we're going to fall off a cliff, but and that's probably not good news for Cole, so talking against my book. But I think we still got more gas in the tank on this bull run here because I think the bulls are still in control. So I'm not selling the dip on Coles. And uh, a pause, a pause in the action at Wednesday's low at 30.57. So the bulls need to step up right here, right now. For some reason, I think if there's a bounce, it's not going to come exactly from this area. But anyways, that's your three-day low. Uh, a loaf closer to last week or uh, on the 20th was 29.50. But uh, first things first, opening in the Wednesday's low, of course, we'll look at the bottom of yesterday's range um, as resistance today. 31.41 uh, was the low along with the 31.49 close. But uh, let's see. Goldman's got to go in the right way into an area of limited support. Let's see if anyone steps up to the plate. KSS. All right, we can keep going. Let's just take a little peek at Macy's there. Chat talking about Macy's. Let's I'm just, just going to guess. What's up here? What's up? Why is Macy's up? I think they got upgraded there. 22 bucks is my guess. I, I wanted to see who it was, but Ron, you guys 22. take a look at the action. I'll tell you guys what the – oh, it's awesome. They, Goldman came with a, an, a buy rating on Macy's. Uh, so Pair trading. They like Macy's. They don't like Kohl's. Yep, they like Macy's over Kohl's. There you guys have it. Mm, man, Macy's well, is sleepy, Joel. If it could yeah. get up over 24, you'd be in breakout mode here yep. again. Again, we'll just talk to technicals from a fundamental basis. I'm scared of everything right now for the simple mm -hmm. reason that I feel like we're an irrational exuberance in this January, and a lot of stocks that probably should get beat up have rallied significantly. But if you get over that 24, it'd be in a breakout mode. Yeah, all those highs late November, early December. Tried again in January and just tried again last week. It's a that's it. That's a, there must be like a trillion to sell at 24 and all the high freaks are stepping out at 2380, 2390. They stepped out at 2361 on Friday. But uh, not only is that your monthly support for this month, you also had it, as I mentioned, same area back in De December, same area back in November. So that I'll go, I'll go, I'll go with a five star on that one because of the monthly highs. All right, we'll see what Keep happens in those here, stocks. Let's go towards let's, let's do let's take a look at the earnings this week. There's a lot of stocks on the radar. Of course, yeah, tonight we will get Whirlpool, NXP, not the biggest, but then tomorrow, right? Tuesday, we'll start getting Exxon, Pfizer, GM in the morning, McDonald's, Spotify, wow, look at the Cat. Look at that. Oh man, tomorrow morning, big, big day. And then the afternoon yeah. it starts getting even bigger. You get the AMD, right? What yeah. will AMD do? Did uh, Intel bring the bar down enough for AMD yep. to just kind of push it higher, right? Yep. Well, that's one thing that I will be looking at. I actually have that feeling that AMD can do well. And if they do well, what are, they, what are people going to say? More and more, best of breed. They're way better than yeah. Intel, man. Yep. I'm telling you, Dennis, you're going to start you're saying right, it Mitch. sooner down the line. I think you're right. I think that they actually, that if AMD says anything okay, they'll rally the stock significantly here. So Intel did lower the bar, and Intel is the worst of breed. There's no doubt about it here. Probably should just take my loss in Intel and move on my six-point loss because it's probably better places for the money. Um, it rallied back a little bit on Friday because everything was rallying on Friday. Um, I, I kind of like it too, Mitch, and the earnings here. Um, I know we've come up from the lows, 60 to 75. 
I think the bar is lowered. You know, you don't know. Like the earnings could be t- and tough though, and then if they miss, they miss, and stock probably going down. But I think it's uh, I th- I think there's more Intel problems there than maybe you know um, just an overall industry thing here happening yet. So with chips, so I think I actually like AMD and the earnings. I'm on the same side as you. And I think you got uh, you got Samsung coming out uh, this week mm. too. Uh, so there's so of- many companies yeah. like big guns. Thursday's a day. Apple, Amazon, Google, Qualcomm, Ford's, Starbucks, you know, Merck's even reporting there if you want a little diversity from the reports. But the Apple, Amazon, Google are going to just be completely driving the bus here. And the Meta on Wednesday. So it's going to be very, you know, middle of the week here. It's going to be just head on a swivel with all these earnings coming out. So it's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun. Have we run up too much into some of these reports? Maybe. I still think and maybe S&P's got 410 on the brain. I'd actually be buying the dip here today just as a trader. Long-term investor, I'm still selling stocks. I'm just lightening up into it because I think there's more pain coming down the road. But short-term, bulls in control. Well, from the uh, from the AMD chart, uh, we see the bottom in October, right? And then the rally up near 80, bam, got beat back down. Went up near 80, got beat down, got really beat down uh, at the end of uh, at the year. Wow, this thing bottomed the third day of the year. And now you're back up here again, not quite at that 79 area. Sellers are bringing their offers down to 77. Uh, so that's a very important zone, 77. Hate to go so wide on you, but that's what the numbers you give you. So I'll give you like a three-star here at 79 if we ever, you know, if we get there today ahead of the report. And four-star at 79. It still just doesn't seem to be able to uh, to break out where NVIDIA has had a much better run. Maybe that's, you know, besides forget AMD, forget Intel, NVIDIA is the one that's had the the real nice run here so maybe that's the best video has been a monster yeah off that 140 look at all those lows you know hindsight capital 2020 third of january just would not go through 140 and then the january effect took place we know about three four days in it didn't didn't work right off the hop you know obviously they want to shake out people who are playing it and then boom 140 to 200 but now it's been a big move I mean, a lot of these stocks, and you know, just bring it over into like Micron here. Same thing. I sold my Micron on Friday. It's just been such a big move, too much, too fast. I bought it too early. We've literally come on Micron from forty-nine dollars up to sixty-three eighty-seven. I looked at the double top, Joel, using your technicals and saying, why not make that double top? So I had my order sitting out there, right at the other high, right around that sixty-four dollars, and I got done on Friday. I had actually forgot about. It. I didn't notice it till the weekend. I was like, oh, I sold my Micron. I forgot. I put that order out there like a week ago. I had it sitting out there because I said if it got up to that double top level, I'm looking at the level from November on your dailies, that I would be selling it. And so I did. So I'm out of my Micron. I also sold a big chunk of my Disney because it's honestly just been too much. Big too run fast. for Disney. Yep. 85. Start, basically started the year to $110 in a straight line straight up. I think it's unsustainable. So I yeah. still like Disney longer term. But again, if I think I'm going into a recession, I think there's going to be some tougher times ahead. I think I'm going to get a chance at this in the 90s again. So why not sell it and re-get in at a cheaper price? That's where I'm looking. So, you know, I'm raising up more cash in the long-term portfolio. People say I'm crazy for doing that. But I still have the opinion that tougher times are ahead. I just don't know when that turn it's going to turn. 
Of course, this week we will be getting uh, the FOMC meeting and on the table right now, it looks like 99.9% says 25 basis points. How do you guys feel this will so affect Wednesday? the markets? Yes. Wednesday, yep. Do you guys I, feel I think, that? I think he's not in? going to be, he's going to be tough. He's going to be tough because why would you not be tough when you see the market rallying like this? The wealth effect starting to come back. You're saying, you know, the market is calling for pivots sooner than later. I think he's going to stand tough. So I don't think he's going to say anything that the market likes to hear. And again, we, we saw this. Why before. would he he's stand been st- tough? Why if would he, he starts be to tough? show softness, though, the market will rip through 410. If he shows any type of softness, mm-hmm. like, well, we're starting to see, you know, it's looking good. Maybe a pivot is sooner than later. I mean, if he said anything to yeah. that in, in those, and you're not going to say those words, but if it came out that that's kind of what he was meaning, this market will explode. But I don't think he's going to do that. I think he's going to be tough. I think the market expects him to be tough, though. So I don't think we're going to get a huge sell-off on his comments here either. So earnings is what's going to drive the bus later in the week. The earnings are going to drive the bus. But Fed will maybe start driving the bus on Wednesday. I think that uh, and they got a jobs number on Friday. I mean, mm-hmm. we're almost at the exact same scenario where we were at in December, headed into the CPI number. Remember, you know, it was a good number. The market went absolutely crazy, came down that day, came down the day after, and it was basically just walking it down. It was it was Jerome walking it down. So let's see if he has that same spot here. And we're also practically back at the same level we did sneak our head into the 41 handle uh briefly on friday but uh we were just in that area before where you had the benign number and he came out and said no hawkish took the market down all right we can take a look at stocks that have been like at all-time high like cat can this just continue running earnings coming tomorrow morning before the open but it doesn't want to turn around. Well, I the low-key like- trade continues to be hot. I mean, again, you know, we can say, yeah, this has been an all, you know, dash for trash. But honestly, low-PE stocks, besides the drug stocks, which obviously are more recessionary, and this market isn't thinking about recession. This market is thinking about an expansion right now from where we are. I mean, new core up to $170 again here. I've sold my new core. Caterpillar, up. I sold my, so I'm out of my new core now. Um, Caterpillar, which I've had Nucor in there for like a decade. I've, I've sold it. I just, I don't know. I just can't rationalize these stocks trading up this high. And that's why I'm like, I just keep selling stocks. And now I'm probably the highest cash that I've been in years now. I don't know where I didn't analyze it, but I sold a bunch of stocks in the last few days because we just keep going up in the long-term portfolio. And I just can't rationalize it. And I'm also getting paid 5.1% to wait or 5.33% if I want to tie it up for a little bit. Um, I just can't rationalize why we want to make new all-time highs. And then then we've raised rates from, you know, basically 4% in in a straight line as fast as we ever have. I just think it's going to show up. But I've been, you know, it hasn't yet. So, you know, I've been wrong on that trade. I've been bearish Caterpillar here for a while been wrong i've been bearish deer too and it hasn't performed nearly as well but it's been coming back too i don't want to own these things but again you can't argue with stocks making new all-time highs it trends your friend not for me though not in this one all right we'll see what happens on those it looks like we got our man in the back we're gonna get to it you guys know what time it is so do a little dance for me dennis get it started market structure monday All right, Tim, how we doing? Bright and early. Let's get it started. 
How is the market this week? Hey, Mitch, Dennis, Joel, good to see you guys. Well, we're going to find out, won't we? I hope yeah. that it would be. I hope that it would be like the the snow in in Steamboat Springs, where we've had uh, forty eight inches of snow in the last <laughs> week. That's nothing, Dennis. Was, uh, Tell them. Tell him, Dennis. Actually, yeah. 48 inches is quite a bit. <laughs> we haven't had much snow. It's been mild here. Georgian Bay has been exceptionally mild. We did get about four or five inches when I was trying to drive yesterday morning. But, I mean, okay. it's been exceptionally mild here. So 48 inches sounds pretty insane to me, actually. It, Good well, for the slopes, it, though. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Slopes it's, up. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, if you like powder skiing, we've had it. I'll tell you. Oh, that's it's, the good uh, stuff. It, my quads are tired from <laughs> the the so that we've got this great you know great uh, encapsulation of uh, what we've had out here in Steamboat. My last run yesterday is on this run called Ted's Ridge, Ted Ted Ligeti's Ridge, uh, for the you know two-time Olympic medalist uh, Ted Ligeti. He's from Park City, but. He's here periodically, and somehow that name got attached to this particular run. But I'm going down this run, and there are points at which, uh, because it's not groomed, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a challenging run. The snow that I'm going through is shoulder high. I mean, you're blowing through. It's like whipped cream. And uh, just, wow. just absolutely fabulous. Wow. And there's a market analogy. Well, you, you know, got I, that cool whip. That's for well, sure. <laughs> cool give, him, give us a market analogy. What's the market <laughs> so, analogy here? So it, it, that you that you have to make your turns, or you're going to get mm. hurt. That if that in this in what is occurring in the in the U.S. equity market, and I would say it's it's true elsewhere too. I mean, look at the DAX, uh, the, the CAC. All of these markets have performed very well, but the, the, in particular ways. And I think that you have to make your turns if you're going to uh, trade these markets profitably. They don't work the way that they did before passive money became the principal investment behavior. And it's very important for traders to understand that. Uh, if you expect the market to reward fundamentals, where, where is money likely to go if economic conditions contract or if we have a soft landing? Those things don't predict how the market's going to do. I was listening to uh, Savita Subramaniam uh, from B of A, who's a very smart uh, quantitative analyst. But she said, you know, coming into to the, to the beginning of January, people had piled into bonds and utilities. And you would look at that and you would not expect the U.S. market to go up in January. However, from a supply-demand perspective, you would. That, mm -hmm. that's, that's the difference because you, you can't expect the behavior to tell you uh, that where the market is likely to go. So why did why did the, the market do so well in January? Well, it went where the supply was. That's the next thing. Make your turns, traders. You have to make your turns just like you're on a ski slope, and you got to be quicker now. Mm -hmm. I'd love to tell you that the long, buy and hold works. It just doesn't. I I have those investments too, but it's not the stuff that makes money. Believe it or not. Not the stuff that makes a ton of money. That's <laughs> exactly. For sure. and, and, and so where was the supply coming into January? It was in tech. Tech is mm -hmm. the largest part of the S&P 500 by far. If you add up, we've talked about this before, tech, consumer discretionary, communication services, half the market cap is tech. That's where the supply was. So the demand from passive money, which merely allocates resources to a product, 
This is very important, traders. Mm -hmm. For asset allocation uh, managers like BlackRock, Vanguard, State Street, where 80% of their assets nearly are passively managed, stocks are a product, not a story. So they look for where is there an affordable product to put stuff into? And it goes into tech and tech zooms. And all of a sudden, what works? The momentum trade. I mean, you could look at Palantir. Palantir is currently a, a momentum trade. I made a colossal amount of money trading shop three different times in the last two weeks. I had my best trading week ever last week on in dollar terms, oh, in terms mm -hmm. of total return. So uh, that's what you have to you have to take what the market gives, just like, by the way, the weather. You know, if the weather is going to give 48 inches of powder to Steamboat, go out and take advantage of it. If the stock market is going to give you a, a momentum trade, take advantage of it and make your turns. Uh, so that that's how I think about it. How often well, are you turning and switching? Like, I mean, in this market, because you're talking about making turns and people yep. will often turn too often. I turn too often for sure. How often are you turning? Like, are you turning like right when the sentiment and in your indicators change? Will you do it like multiple times a week? Or are you talking like once every couple of weeks? How often are you making those turns, Tim? In, a, in this kind of market, very much like skiing Ted's Ridge, I'm making a lot of turns. Uh, in fact, I, I was out of the market on Friday. You don't have to do this. I had a note from a, a user right before I uh, came on air with you guys who said, I'm still in Splunk. Is, you know, is it okay? Is the supply-demand equation okay? We can have a look at that. Yes, it is. Uh, if you're like me and you think, because uh, I always think about the calendar and the cadence of the market, what happens today? Index futures expire. It is used by the very same money that created the momentum trade. Well, I like to be in cash. So I sold, I did it on a gondola. I sold out of my positions uh, as I was coming off the slope on, on Friday because I like <laughs> to be prepared to take advantage of whatever dip forms in my momentum trades. If a stock moves 5% uh, every day between intraday high and low, and you know demand is really strong and supply is diverged from that and the stock goes down 2 or 3%, the probability that you can make money is very high. If you already hold it and it goes down 2 or 3%, then it has to recover those 2 or 3% to get you back to level. So Dennis, I like to I I make the turns. If if uh, you know if shop is up 2 3 4 8 10%, I'm going to take that. And then uh, I could always come back in. Doesn't matter what price you pay for something. It, what matters is the price that you exit at. That's mm -hmm. how I like to think about the market. And that is a reflection not of fundamentals. You know, what is a multiple assigned to a stock? I don't think that that's a great way to understand when to make your turns. Because again, who's buying the equities more than everybody else? The money that, that it sees equities as a product, not as a story. That's how I think about it. Now the question is, will it turn again? <laughs> well, of course it will. Of course it will. You know, that the hardest part, Mitch, is how do you know when? Yeah. You know, that's the, yeah. the, the great, the, you know, the existential The million-dollar question. question, they say. The million-dollar <laughs> right? question. Timing. It's, it's very difficult. I can share what, you know, what edge users know. Yeah, so let's see you, what the data says. This is what edge users and I do the very same thing. Look, I buy and sell the stuff that we that edge highlights. It's not me. I'll just use the math. You know, I can't say, oh, this is my idea. It's just what comes out of the market. But I do exactly what it says. And so the first thing I do is look at broad market sentiment. Where is it on a 10 point scale? 
And when it's above six, tends to be topped. It can take a long time. It could be days. It could be weeks. If you go back mm -hmm. to November, we were above six for a very long time through October into November, but it was still true that the market. So then you have to be very tactical, make shorter turns because you know this is coming. And when, by the way, so what the green part of the graph is demand. It's merely an algorithm that says there are stocks and people who buy and sell them. And there will be imbalances that form, and that is measurable. And when it when the demand pushes above a the six 6.0, that red line, we know that sooner or later there's going to be a top for the market and, and prices are going to go down. When it drops below the green line, as it did right at the end of December, the probability that the market rises is nearly 100%. Well, it did that. Now we're back up here in the same range. There were options expirations last week, and the market topped right with it. It's going to, I believe, shallowly bottom again. But I think we're going to have another one of these. So then how do we know? Right? How do we know when supply and demand are working against us? Well, now go to number, step number two. I like to look at my momentum portfolio. Edge does that. It's just math. There are 21 in it. That's a lot. If there are five in it, the momentum trade is over. The low volatility is where money goes when it's uncertain about what's going to come next. There are 11 in it. That's not a lot, but it's not, it's not five either. So oftentimes what I do is buy a, a low volatility stock like BSX or PM, uh, which may go down when momentum goes up, but it reverses my hedge. And then trade momentum as long as this works. When this number suddenly drops, if, it dro if tomorrow it drops to 15, you know the momentum trade is coming to an end. And third, just look at supply and demand across the whole market. This is demand. This is supply. Airlines and cruise ships, demand's coming down. Supply is rising. What's the likelihood that you can continue to make money in uh, you know, United Airlines? Well, it's diminishing. Here's the what I've lined up for Benzinga today, by the way. We can take a look at that. Communication services, still doing well. Tech's doing well. It's a well above five. It hasn't tailed off. Supply is low. Again, it tells me there's still momentum opportunity. But that's what I'm going to look for. When all of those things turn over, then it's time to be very careful and make your turn. And really, the data is very effective from my perspective. Look, I've got a bias. I think that market structure is a very important thing to understand in some basic form if you're going to trade the U.S. equity market. But if you look at supply and demand, it will give you a predictive lead, not perfectly, but a very good one on what's going to happen next. All right. Now, of course, there's some big boys reporting today. Let's maybe right. just take a uh, this week. Let's take a look at maybe one of those big boys, see what it's saying right now. Okay. Maybe we could do Apple. I'm sure okay. Apple is going to be one that a lot of people will be watching. Exactly. No question about it. Here, I'm going to have to refresh here just a second. Yeah, and there are about 900 companies, wouldn't you know it, 900 companies that are reporting this week. <clears throat> we haven't had one of those in a long time. Sorry, That's folks. Crazy yeah, amount of companies. Yeah, 900. And it's and names, Tim. I mean, like to the Apples and the Amazons and the Googles and the Metas and the AMDs. Right. And Snapchat, yep. don't dis, you know, Snap is going to report on Tuesday and it's the craziest stock, but it like moves the whole market because Snapchat then gets us a feel for Meta and Google and then the whole market starts to move. So it's funny how much influence little Snapchat has on the entire market and it's going to report Tuesday night. I, and Snap has been a great momentum trade. 
There might be a there. I'm going to do something here real quick, folks. Hang on. No worries. It's, this could be so. You know, we are we are we are Microsoft centric. This runs in Microsoft Azure and and uh, what's called Azure Blazor. Uh, there we go. And uh, they've had trouble in the last week. So here's Apple supply and demand ahead of results. And Apple's been a very mm. you can always do this, traders. Here's, you know, if you see rising demand and insufficient supply, the bottom for supply in Apple was January 4th. Right at the beginning of the year, there's big supply deficit, rising demand. Where's the price likely to go? Up. It's very simple. And then until that condition breaks down, you can stay in Apple. And Apple might report great results. But if I look at this, this big, so this is now the opposite of that supply deficit, supply excess, and there's demand still strong. But if I see this, I'm sitting out. It could continue mm -hmm. to go up, but the mathematical probabilities are that any additional gains are likely to be small. And so that's what you want to look at before any stock that reports does so, so that you have an idea of what everybody else thinks. The beautiful thing about supply and demand is it reflects every known thing. It reflects what the hedge funds are doing. It reflects what the stock pickers are doing, reflects what the asset allocators are doing. It reflects what the people betting with derivatives are doing. All of that shows up here. Probably Apple has good results, but the likelihood that you produce additional gains is small. So take gains, not chances. That's what I always say. Love it. Love it. And like always, all we're trying to do is just trying to find some probability, right? And it seems like the probability right now pointing to the downside. We'll see when the price action follows that probability, right? It doesn't have to be today. Right. I don't think I, I don't expect bad things from that. I just think that any additional return is likely to be small. So you might as well find something else that will produce a better return. And again, this is very I will qualify any time that you look at Palantir recognize this is a <laughs> this is a risky trade because palantir the price Very is risky. below ten dollars mm -hmm. there is much greater standard deviation in in prices below ten dollars and you have to know that going in that it's going to move right now palantir is averaging 13 percent intraday volatility that is it could move 13 percent between high and low so where do you find that where are you seeing that number just on your system i, I will show you yeah but so look just look at this though so Demand came down a little bit, but it's plateaued. Look at the supply side, plunged off the cliff. Well, the probability that you can produce returns off of that is very high. Now, the price might come down today, but if it comes down 6%, wow, what a great opportunity that is because you could make 6% tomorrow. That And it could be a two-day trade. So, Dennis, to, to see the, the volatility, we include this as a key metric in a portfolio view. So it's in the momentum portfolio. I'm going to go over here. Look at that. This is key. You know, I want to know what the liquidity and the volatility of any given stock is. Yeah. And we measure those. So here's Palantir nine bottom. This means it stopped, stopped falling at nine for about 38 uh, percent short. That's the supply side. That's very low. The broad market is about forty nine percent. Here's price. There's that the volatility figure. It, the five-day average is almost 14%. Wow, it trades $3,300 at a time. So it's yeah. a pretty liquid stock, believe it or yeah. not. So mm -hmm. that's the kind of – so if I see that stock down today, I'm buying it because there's a very high probability that it will bounce again, and we can take those Well, gains. it's down this morning. It's down 14 cents at 2% Palantir. I have no position in Palantir, but you know we're giving you setups here. I don't I, mind it either. 
because this is the kind of dash for trash that this market is doing right now. And I, I mean, the chart kind of tried to go on Friday. The market pulling it back. I kind of look at this, you know, and I, again, I always take that approach. What was really hot yesterday, which would be Friday. And then if we're getting a significant pullback, it's often the money gravitates to what was just hot. So, you know, I often play my day trading that way. And this would fall into that category. So I like that Palantir is lining up with that, too. I have no position in it right now. But that's an interesting setup there, Tim. I don't own it either. I can, you know, I'm as I said, I will look at that today. But just look at, to your point, Dash for Trash, this is the momentum portfolio. And look at the names that are in it. Uh, the shop, by the way, continues. If I it's look at that from a, from a supply-demand perspective, I believe shop is upgraded done. today, too. That's one okay. of our favorites. We don't have it, but that's one of our favorites for sure. Well, and here's what you look for, traders. When these conditions change, that's when you quit. So mm-hmm. look, so see the, see the supply side? It <laughs> continues to fall. And the demand side remains very strong. When this begins to fall and this begins to rise, leave. That will be your signal. And it's, you know, it's very effective. Same thing that happened back here. As demand came down and supply began to rise, that's when you want to be out because you missed this whole deficit. That's hurting your performance. It's mm-hmm. not having to own shop. It's owning shop at the right time. And that's yeah. the important thing to know in any stock in the market. There are only so many stocks. When demand rises, particularly when supply falls, that's where your gains are because it didn't move until supply fell. Then, wham, it took off. Well, you can see that, and you can trade that. All right, that's going to do it for us on, of course. You guys can check out this data. Check out Market Structure Edge. Get your free trial. Don't even need a credit card. And, of course, use that uh, Benzinga promo code, yeah, right? All caps we'll... Benzinga. Gets you like 40 bucks off a month. This, you know, this is not an inexpensive product, but it's a very good product. So check it out, team. All right. Like always, have a great one, Tim. Enjoy the fluff out there. We get that cool whip. You know it. (laughs) See you next week. All right, Tim. That's going to do it for us. Let's take a look into the markets. How we looking, Joel? We leaking? We hanging in there? What's going on? Just a very, very mild-mannered rally uh, off the low. Really haven't moved much at all since uh, the show began. So mm-hmm. with some more fireworks, I'm sure, at 9.30. And then, of course, uh, from 10 to 11, uh, we're still down 31 and a quarter handles at 40.53, trying to inch our way back up right now. I think what the Bulls need to do is get us back above Friday's low at 57 and a quarter and then perhaps work our way back towards unchanged um, on the downside, that pre-market low, 40-40. Nothing there. I mean, nothing there. Ne- next daily low comes in at Thursday's low at 27 and a quarter. But right now, just a, just a quiet uh, quiet rally. Nothing, nothing to uh, write home about. I think that, and again, you know my long-term view is not good, but the short-term view, the bulls can remain in complete control. As a day trader, I'm buying this dip today. As a day trader, there's just so much momentum. Look at Tesla this morning. You know, I was rewarded immediately. I came in. I could go and look at the price. I think it was like 75.56. You know, and I'm just like, it's upgraded today. The stock's in ridiculously in favor right now. Yeah, I bought it uh, at 7.56. It's uh, just after seven o'clock this morning. 175.56. And uh, and again, I sold it before I started the show, but I took a quick two points on it. I mean, buying the dip just blindly right now is just working blindly buying the dip on certain stocks not on like you know the drugs and the defensive stuff but on the gross stuff blindly buying the dip blind squirrel gets the nut right now 
and I'm still playing it that way. So on this dip here today, it would not surprise me if we end up closing green because, again, this market is just FOMO'd to a ridiculous level right now. Um, there's too many people who are underinvested, including myself, and it's max pain market. So max pain is higher. Is it really higher? That's the where I start getting a little question because I it's feel higher. like there's so many traders that are. It'll turn. Long. It'll turn, Mitch. We're gonna. I think we're gonna end up being right on the bearish long-term view, mm-hmm. but in the short term here, we're definitely wrong, and that's why I keep trading it from the long side, trying yeah. to basically make money in my trading portfolio for the money that I'm missing in the long-term investment portfolio because you know I'm over half cash. I think now mm-hmm. getting you know I'm getting five percent on that cash, which is awesome, but at the same time. It's not 30% in a month. Some of these stocks went up 30%. The average stock, to Stephanie Link's point, that has a high short interest up over 30% in the last month. These are big moves. I do think if your time horizon is out a year from now, I think you're using this rally to sell into. Don't miss the turn because the turn will be wicked. Maybe we can follow through. Maybe it's today. I don't feel like it's today, though. I feel like it's going to be more of a tape bomb to knock it down. I don't feel like it's you know China that you know does down three percent. The market sells off. I don't feel like it's good enough to be the, the, the turning point. I think the turning point is going to be like a major warning from a major company that we didn't see coming. Um, but at this point in time, bulls still in control. So again, you've got to be able to trade what you see and ignore your opinion. Sometimes my opinion, my logic is saying sell everything, get out while the getting's good. But my trading is like, hey, the bulls are in control. To, to Tim's point, there's stocks like Palantir, you know, that could potentially continue to run here. Um, there's, you know, a lot of stocks. The Dash for Trash is still on. We see Lucid still trading up here this morning. Crazy rumor on Friday. I mean, did we even mention that rumor yet? Have we mentioned Lucid? Maybe we mentioned it off the hop. I don't remember if yeah, we did we or not. We were talking it. about the pre-pre-market show. Yeah, the stock went up 100% on Friday at one point in time. And what was the rumor? It was to buy out. It's it's all about a rumor. Uh, a buyout from who? And and what it really is is <laughs> that the lockout period ended, and so they're still trying to figure out what's going on with that lockout period ending and potentially it going to private. Right, uh, being bought out and going to private is what gave it that pump. It R- really rumors, got higher. Don't even beat around the bush. The rumors. The rumors were that the company could be acquired by the Saudi Public Investment Fund. Where those rumors came from. Who knows, you know, where this is coming from, like, you know, the very source, you know, we can know who breaks the news, but who leaks that stuff? Is it, you know, potentially somebody that benefits from being over there and saying, hey, let's just leak some rumors here that aren't true, but just go. Or maybe it does get acquired. Um, But this goes to show you how much the FOMO is real out there. When stocks go and double, you know, on a rumor that everybody kind of knows probably isn't going to materialize. It's at a whole nother level of FOMO. So, I mean, that's telling you the FOMO is there. We know FOMO ends quickly and it'll end ugly. And I do think that, again, I'm going to keep saying it. I think it's wise if you're sitting with a lot of crappy stocks right now to be selling into the strength. But I also think if you're a trader, a day trader, you can get out pretty quick. I think that today's dip still gets bought. I don't think we turned. Pretty good timing, right? With uh, to have that kind of rumor when Tesla's ripping like that, and just the market environment, right? You don't you don't see those rumors coming out when Tesla's looking like it's going in uh, triple digits, right? On the way up, it's definitely good, good timing. Yeah, 
Yep. So, uh, you know, with the, we always talk about, you know, these kind of uh, these kind of talks. I mean, if, if there's smoke, there's going to be fire and you're going to hear something on these kind of things. But to buy it in anticipation of something happening, I mean, that thing got up to almost 18 bucks. It's a gift. Just call, yeah. It was a gift yeah. from eight to 18 one day. And we're not in 2020 anymore. It's a gift. But again, there's gifts all over the place in some of this trash stuff. There's been a lot of gifts here. And if you got this stock and all of a sudden it goes up 100% on some rumor or something like that, I think you ring the register because we're just not in Kansas. We're not going back to Kansas. I don't think Dorothy has her you know, her shoes on here and is tapping her heels and going back to Kansas anytime soon. The Wicked Witch is still lurking around <laughs> here. Don't forget that. You know, the Wizard of Oz reference. We've never done that one before. I just made yeah, it. But we, I mean, yeah, that's where, you know, we were in Kansas. So everything was good, except for Toto, obviously. But, you know, if you weren't Toto, everything was going good in Kansas. And then obviously lifted off and, you know, trying to get back to Kansas. That's what the investors want. They want to get back to Kansas. They want it to be 2020 again. They want to see their stocks going to 3, 4, 500%. They want all their losses back. I don't think we're going to go there. But right now in the short term, it's looking a little more optimistic for them. And that's why, you know, you see these little wicked little pockets of like FOMO happening. The FOMO you know what also we're you know also we're overlooking here? What's that? <laughs> uh besides big earnings the whole week, right? Fat on Wednesday. We got a jobs number on Friday. We got a lot. We got a lot. This, a lot, of yeah. yep, a lot of information. Yep, a lot of information. So, how okay. do they digest that? Do they come in, you know, on bad news and buy the stocks on bad news? That's all more information for us as traders. So far, that's what they've been doing. They've been buying stocks on bad news, which means as a day trader, you've got to stay in the bull camp. When they start selling stocks on bad news or selling stocks on good news, that's when the whole sentiment has turned. But January has the calendar effects have been nothing short of incredible here. It has turned the entire market around. And we've got to respect that. And we don't know how long this can go for. It could go for a while. To Tommy Lackey's point, he's thinking it the whole first half. Yeah, he's at, actually, I just got an email from him. He 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 uh he wants to come on again and do some follow-up. But uh I'll let you guys uh take it from here. Uh SP still down almost 32 handles. Uh important to get back up, maybe not the close today. Maybe we don't have to uh close green today, but a nice rally, trimming some of these losses. Uh, I think we put the bulls in a uh, good pos- good position for Tuesday and at least the rest of the week. So, Dennis, I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you at the top of the hour. Everyone have a good day. All right. Joel getting out of here. I'm definitely going to be watching to see what happens in the markets. Uh, I'm starting to see that we have pullback uh, ability there. I don't know if we break the 400. That's my only question is where I think the Bulls can put a line to fight is going to be that 400 spot. Would make sense to come back there. Um, so I'm I'm seeing at least a pullback towards that level. What's going to get me more on the bear side is if we get back into the channel. That would be back below like kind of 393 area. Um, if we're back to 390s, oh yeah, full on bear camp back. So my biggest thing is to look at the 400 on the spy to see if it gets defended there on, on any pullbacks. I feel like today could be one of those pullbacks. Uh, RSI really starting to show more of that bearish divergence now. So we're going to look to see if the price follows it now. Um, another stock, of course, to watch Tesla, right? Uh, you've talked about this, Dennis, how this has gone up pretty far. I mean, this is like bullish capitulation. Oh, it is. It's upside now. capitulation. But I don't think it's ending, you know, right here, Anytime right soon. now. Okay. Well, no, I think it could. I think there's room to 200. Steve Grasso, shout out to Grasso. He great call. 
Um, he's still holding it. He's saying it's 200. We said on this show, there's room to 200 here. It doesn't mean it's going to go there. And, you know, the stock's up 70% in a couple of weeks here. So I would ring the register if I was in Tesla, but there's a little day trades. And right now the bias is long. And, you know, like I like to take a little day trade in the pre-market. You know, I'm in the trade for literally 40 minutes before the show started. And boom, I make two points. I mean, I'm biased to buy the pullbacks here because there's so many people who are FOMOing the stock. But that could turn in a hurry. So you got to be careful. And it turns on opens. And that's one other thing to understand here, too. We don't talk about that a lot. A lot of times it turns after the open. You rarely see a turn in the pre-market. You see mm -hmm. these turns on the open or 10 o'clock turns. You don't usually see them after hours or pre-market. Um, and that's, you know, something I've traded for a long time. Like when you've got stock going straight up and you get a pullback in the pre-market, usually you get follow through the next day on the open because you got Johnny come lately and saw the move over the weekend. They want to be in Tesla. And then they come in and it was upgraded today. All the ducks were in a row to buy the Tesla pullback in the pre-market. Now, I don't know regular session. It can change. It's upgraded. Maybe it gets up to 180 and then maybe it has a wicked turn. But rarely do you have those turns in the pre-market, which is why the pre-market's so much nicer to trade sometimes. And I do trade it um, just because you don't have the wicked wickedness uh, and the wicked turns that you have during the intraday session on a stock like that. So it almost like calms down. And, and people don't believe that. But sometimes the trading is more calm after hours. I, I believe it. Yeah. I believe it. And, and a lot of times... People think it's a wild west. You know, they call after hours, oh, it's a wild west. There's no liquidity. <laughs> Tesla's trading like it's open. It's trading a little slower in the pre-market. That thing speeds up when it opens. It goes yeah. crazy when it opens. So it's almost like it feels safer to trade in the pre-market. That's why I love trading Tesla after hours in pre-market. It slows down a little bit. It's more predictable. The, the quotes mean something. You know, so there's opportunities there. Um, you just got to take advantage of them. Yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking about it like it was today, right? Um, you got multiple bounces off that 175 area. Um, and I'm pretty sure some people are targeting that, buying it, selling the rip, buying it, buying the dip, selling the rip. Yeah. And I think that's an important thing to But it's run a long there. ways to your point, yeah. Mitch, now. It's yeah, and that's my ways. biggest thing is that it could have like maybe an inside day, right? I mean, come back down, right? And we'll see what happens. It's going to be a violent turn when it turns. It's going to be mm -hmm. violent. It's going to lose like 15 points in like 10 minutes. And you'd be like, what just happened? It's going to have a violent turn when it turns. And that's coming. I don't yeah. know if it's coming at 200. I don't know if it's coming today. It will have a violent turn. So you just got to be careful that you don't get caught on those turns. But it rarely happens pre-market, those violent turns. We'll see what happens there. And Tesla, if it does turn around, of course, keep your eyes on Lucid today. That could continue running. I think these will be in play until they're not. And then it'll be a quick reversal on those. We'll see what happens today. Like always, keep up with Dennis. Keep up with Triple D Trader. You go do what you do best, my friend. Thanks, we'll get Mitch. to your trading action. We'll see you tomorrow. All right, let's keep going. We're going to get you guys over to live trading. That's going to be coming up next. Do want to let you guys know, no stock market movers today, taking about a half day. Um, really wasn't going to be here for pre-market prep and live trading, but tried to do my best to be here for you guys. Had a nice fun day yesterday watching the heat, but... It did lose after having a 13-point lead. Ain't going to talk about that, but I will let you guys know that we had another episode of the book club this weekend. Hope that you guys are catching these, but if you're not and haven't joined the book club already, come on. You still got a chance. Now we're going into Chapter 3 and Chapter 4, of course, of our book, Trading in 
uh, trading in the zone. Of course, Mark Douglas, you don't want to miss this team. We're getting deeper and deeper. The conversation were great. And it really helps us get ready for the week, right? I think we try to build our skills on the weekend. Once we get to the trading action on Monday, it's very hard to think about how are we going to build our skills. We're more looking to try to do the actual action. Now I've been hearing from multiple traders that they're enjoying having this conversation on Sunday and bringing it over, carrying it over to the week. It's giving them benefits, and I hope that it can give you a benefit out there. So definitely sign up today. I'm going to bring you guys over now to, of course, live trading with Zunaid and I. Ryan is out today, but we got Zunaid ready to get into the action. You guys smash the like button. Let's go to live trading and get it started. <laughs> 